hope if I were to summarize or describe the mystery of the Lord's ascension in one word, it would be hope. Everything about the gospel, uh, the narrative from, our, from the Acts of the Apostles in our first reading, it presents Jesus' departure from earth as stirring up this invincible conv- conviction that our life has only begun here below. Even if we've lived many decades, it's only just begun. Uh, and that a supernatural happiness awaits those who love God. The radical hope that we Christians have, it's not based on the fleeting existence of this world, good though it may be, uh, but rather it's based in that life that's beyond the horizon of the visible world here below. This is the hope presented by our Lord throughout the Gospels. This is the hope taught by the fathers of the church, the saints down through the ages. Of course, it doesn't mean we don't try to build a more just society here below. We do. But as we work towards that more just society, we do so with the knowledge that our true home is in heaven. And this life is a pilgrimage returning to our true home. And yet, and yet there's a perennial temptation to seek heaven on earth, to seek the ultimate happiness that can only be found in heaven here below. I would venture to say we see, see that to some extent in our first reading uh, from the Acts of the Apostles. Right before our Lord is about to send, ascend to the Father, his disciples ask him an interesting question. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? The question, it's rooted in the common expectation that when the Messiah came, he would usher in a restoration of the kingdom of Israel to the splendor and prestige it enjoyed during the reigns of David and Solomon. Under those two kings, Israel became something of a superpower. Yet not long after Solomon's death, it was ravaged by a civil war and eventually completely conquered. The hope then was that a son of David, the Messiah would arrive, would purge foreign invaders from Jerusalem and gather together a holy people into one nation. Now Jesus is absolutely the Messiah. He is from the royal line of David. And he comes to usher in a kingdom, but not a kingdom of this world. In Jesus' reply to the apostles' question, he tells them that God's plans go much further and are on a higher plane than what they have in mind. The kingdom of God aims to transform us through the action of the Holy Spirit. God didn't send his only begotten son to build empires, but to save souls. As great as it would have been to restore Israel to a position of glory and power among the nations, at the end of the day, it ultimately would have fallen far short of what will truly make us happy. It will fall short of our true end, what we are created for, to know and love God here below and to be happy with him forever in the next life. This is the great hope that ascension affords us. It shows us that there is a real and true paradise a place where there is the fulfillment of every good desire, a place where we experience a happiness that is always just out of our grasp in this life. And that place is heaven, this heavenly kingdom. And Christ goes before us today to prepare a place for us. Moreover, the ascension, it is the completion of Christ's work of redemption. 
We had been shut out of paradise by our own sin. But God did not abandon us. He sent his only begotten son to be our savior. By his cross and resurrection, he sets us free. And with his ascension, it means that a human nature is like ours, and therefore representative of ours, has crossed that last threshold which separates man from, from God. Jesus Christ is true God and true man, and at the ascension, Christ's human nature has entered into the inner life of God in a new and unheard of way. The ascension means that mankind has found an everlasting place with God. The ascension then gives reason for us to hope because today we celebrate Christ going before us, ahead of us, to prepare a place for us. Jesus, the head of the church, precedes us into the Father's glorious kingdom so that we, his members, may live in the hope of one day being with him forever. Yet here on earth below, we do need to struggle. We need to persevere in the life of grace and faith. We need to fight the temptation to search for a worldly empire, to search for heaven on earth, like some of the apostles in our first readings do. But we do not seek a kingdom of this world. In Christ our King, he reigns from heaven. The important question then is is this, does Christ reign in our hearts? Jesus tells us in the Gospel of Matthew, or rather, Uh, He instructs us, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So the question is, what is our treasure? We can pursue heaven on earth in all kinds of ways. The apostles might have wanted to see an empire. We can pursue it with wealth. We can pursue it with prestige and honor. We can pursue it with any number of finite goods, treating them as if those finite goods were the lone, infinite good that can satisfy the longings of our heart. But they can't. Christ in his kingdom must be our treasure. So as we continue with Mass today, let us pray that Christ may reign in our hearts until that day when, God willing, we see him face to face in our true homeland of heaven.